Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Carrie Faith on Purpose show, where we put your health and happiness as our number one priority. I'm your host, Carrie Faith, and I'll be sharing a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to create your masterpiece called Life. I believe that with faith and inspired action, anything and everything is possible. And when you combine it with purpose, there is absolutely no limit to your success. I share my own personal struggles and triumphs while exposing global perspectives about happiness, health, and well-being. We combine talks around spirituality, psychology, and self-development to align your mind, body, and soul. Together, we connect, create, and transform from the inside out. Grab yourself a cup of coffee, tea, or if you're anything like me, a glass of water, or perhaps even some champagne, while we carry faith on purpose together. Welcome to the Carrie Faith on Purpose podcast. I have my dear friend Ashley with us today. Ashley is a clairvoyant life coach and mindset expert, speaker, best-selling author, online course creator, and workshop facilitator, and much more. Uh, from single mom on WIC to $20,000 per day, Ashley knows what it takes to to go from nothing to building the life of your dreams. Ashley has over eight years experience coaching female entrepreneurs to level their mindset, lifestyle, income, and impact so that they can tap into their true potential and rise from mediocre to magical. You are magical, Ashley. Thank you for being here. Thank you so, so much. I'm so honored to be here and share any wisdom that is meant to show up with your amazing audience. Thank you. Tell me about how you found your way to manifestation because I really love this topic. I know I talk about it a lot because the podcast is really not just about mindset and psychology, but ancient wisdom. And I don't think like I've talked a lot about that in the podcast so much per se, but manifestation, I believe, is rooted in ancient wisdom. How did you find the idea of, quote, manifestation? Yeah, well, first of all, I love what you were saying about manifestation being a lifestyle, right? It's not just a personal growth book that you read or a Instagram meme that inspires you (laughs) and you do it once. It is truly a lifestyle if you want to manifest with intention. Um, So I really want to just echo what you said because I was like, boom, I wrote that down. (laughs) I got to start teaching from that perspective too, because you're right. It's not like I'm going to go to the gym and lift the weights one day a week or, or one day a month and then expect to get those muscles. Like when you make it a lifestyle, then you start noticing those shifts and things come in faster and more quickly. And so to answer that question of how did I really come to even know about what manifestation is, um, was through personal growth books and Gabrielle Bernstein. I love her content. And so I was listening to YouTube videos um, about what she was speaking on and 
Marianne Williamson, and it opened up this idea of a relationship with the universe, a relationship with universal laws, which is very similar to gravity, right? So if I grab this pen and I drop it, I know that without a shadow of a doubt, I mean, I hope that gravity is going to kick in (laughs) as this universal law. It's just going to happen. And so when I started to see that the law of attraction, the law of compensation, of tithing, these universal laws, um, that it's just, it's happening all around us every day. And we have a choice whether we are going to manifest from a place of intention or (laughs) from a space of manic manifestation where we're just kind of throwing things at the wall. So really Gabrielle Bernstein, Marianne Williamson, and then I started noticing more and more people were talking about it in their books or dripping that content in their books about the power of your mindset and what you think about, what you bring about, and then numerous other authors as well. But definitely like Gabby was my open window to that. <laughs> she spoke straight to my soul. I love Gabby. I just started reading her content within the past few years, I would say. What was the first book that you read, Gabby? Because I haven't even read all of her books, but what is the first book that you read? Yeah, I was working for a cancer doctor and I remember they had a book, like a dusty book in the shelf and it said, adding more ing to your life. And had this beautiful lady who was Gabby and she had these like angel wings and she just kind of, I think she was on a skateboard. And I was like, wow, look at that. And just the picture in itself represented an entire like life that I wanted to live of freedom, of finding my wings, of it's safe for me to take up space, even if it's in the middle of a street, right? When usually I'm like, oh, sorry guys, I'll run through the crosswalk. And it's like, I don't want to live life that way. I was like, oop, sorry guys. I don't want to take up too much space or too much time. What she was doing just in the cover just elicited so much of what I desired of like, yes, here I am. Look at me having fun and shining bright. So that was the first book. I honestly didn't make it through the whole thing um, because then I found her other books and her other books. I don't remember all of them, but the universe has your back for sure. Judgment detox for sure. Super attractor for sure. And she's been a huge mentor of mine and really just opened up the um, the, the doorway and kind of bridge the gap between the spiritual and metaphysical with like practical life tools. Cause sometimes that can feel really divided. Um, so all of her books are amazing, but the, it's adding more ink to your life. <laughs> I think that was her first book. If I remember correctly and the image of her being, um, on an, a New York city street, like you said, with like the angel wings and skateboard is so cool and inviting. It's <laughs> how they had to close down a whole New York block to get that shot. And I see you as electrifying her energy. I know that if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can't see Ashley, but she is like a mirror image of Gabby. Oh, thank (laughs) you so much. For those that are watching the video, it's just, we don't need to actually wear the physical wings, I don't think. It's just the ability to express ourselves and create the feelings from the inside, right? So we can magnetize that energy. So how do you actually do this? If you could like give a step-by-step process of what's the first step 
really what's the first step in this idea of manifestation? Yeah, one of the things that's showing up um, as you were talking is in manifestation, we the so manifestation itself is the art of holding a thought in your mind long enough and with enough intention and clarity for it to come to fruition. And so one thing that is really important, I feel, for our audience to know is that every thought that you think, what you think about, you bring about. So every thought that you think, you're sending that out there into the universe, out into the world. So I invite you to ask the question, did that thought come from love or did it come from fear? So I think that's the first step is like, as the thought is generated and before it even leaves your mind, did it come from love or did it come from fear? Because if it's a loving thought, whether it's towards yourself, it's towards somebody else, it's told towards your experience or where you're at in life, that's raising your vibration. But if it's a thought of fear or jealousy or guilt or something else that is very human, we're humans. Let's say hello to that. Let's not be afraid of it. We're just going to honor and look at it. But if it is one of those lower vibrational experiences, let's say hello and see what is it here to teach us because we don't want to align with those lower vibes. We don't, we want to be able to move through them. They show up for us for review. So I would say number one, identify before the thought even leaves your mind, did it come from love or did it come from fear? And if you notice that it's a loving thought, rock on. That's amazing. You want to be able to go on this love rampage and say, you're awesome. And you're awesome. And thank you for my water. And thank you for, you know, my computer and the ability to record, do recordings and listening to podcasts. Thank you for technology. You want to be in that space. But if you find yourself, um, having thoughts of like fear or guilt or shame or jealousy, that's a block. That's a block that's going to keep you from successfully manifesting what it is that you want. Um, so that's a whole other ball game too, of like, how do you clear those blocks? And that's a part of what I do. I specialize in um, releasing those suppressed energies, trapped emotions and limiting beliefs within our system that kind of have us thinking those thoughts of fear. But to answer the question directly of some of the important steps for manifestation, identify what where you're operating from, love or fear. Another one is whatever it is that you are calling in, whatever your desires are, declare it. Make it so crystal clear that here's a, a little trick I do with my clients who are entrepreneurs because I know or they know how important goals are and you want to have them on the forefront of your mind. So if I ask you, what are your top three goals? If you are not able to answer them within a matter of seconds, that tells me that you might be whining at the universe. And an example of that is like my daughter, she's five now, but I especially remember any moms in here are totally going to get it. When she was like two, she's like, oh, mommy, can I just please have some? Uh, uh, uh. I was like, what, my love? What is, what are you trying to say? Like, can I please just have some water? <laughs> what? Okay, let's try again. Let's use our words. Mommy may have some water. Yes, of course, my babe. Here, here's your water. Thank you for using your big girl voice. Now I know what it is that you're asking for. So if we aren't clear with what it is that we want and what it is that we desire, then we're just winding at the universe. And it's like, well, I kind of want to get out of debt, but it just feels so hard. <laughs> or I kind of want that relationship, but boys are just so much. You're like, Okay, so what is it that you want? Because I'm a little confused. And so how for putting our order into the universe and we're not clear, we might not like what we get. So I'd say that's another really big one. Are you whining at the universe and are you being clear? And there's so many more, right, that we can go to. But I would say those are the most important ones for you guys to be mindful of. I 
appreciate all that wisdom that you just threw at us, but I am so guilty. I'm just going to be honest and up and real here that I am guilty in the past of not being clear with the universe and the universe has responded with not bringing me actually what I want because I wasn't clear about it. It's the clarity is so important to be really, um, logical about what we want and then release that and be um have that belief and the faith that it's going to come back to us but if we're like you said wanting one thing but then whining about the other like if we're wanting to reach a um a certain income and then we're whining that we're not receiving the income automatically or that we have debt or all these things that are pulling us away from reaching the income goal or any goal for that matter. So for me, it was, you know, it would show up in all different ways, like perfectionism, fear. And I love that you said, does it come from fear or love? I am going to use that because (laughs) how many thoughts you know, nobody really knows how many thoughts we have in a day, anywhere from what, 20 to 80,000 thoughts in, in a day. It's like, we can't fully be aware of all those thoughts, but the more that we are aware, the more that we can be empowered and intentional about those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And two stories are coming up. One of them um, is a dear friend of mine. And she's like, she really wants to be in a relationship, right? So that's what she's declaring out into the universe. I want a relationship. At the same time in conversation, I'm hearing her say, I'm so busy. I'm so exhausted. I'm constantly working. I can barely even get sleep. I can barely even go make time to walk the dog. It's like, okay, so what I'm hearing you say is that you're, you want a relationship, but you're so busy. You can't even take care of yourself. So if you can't take care of yourself, what would make you think that you can invite or you're, are you creating room and space for a partner to enter your life, right? Probably not. So like our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, and our energy all need to be flowing in the same direction in order for us to manifest. So she might be thinking, I'm calling it in. I'm doing my money manifestation rituals or my rituals um, over candlelight and tarot cards, (laughs) you know, whatever that is. But if you're not taking the action and creating space for it in your life, but also in your mindset, because if she's saying, oh, you're so busy, then it's not congruent. They're not flowing in the same direction. So you're probably not going to like what you're getting. We have to be really mindful that our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions are all in the same direction. And then another thing is if a guy comes along and that person is like, ugh, boys are so lame. It's like, why don't you be grateful and say, I'm going to go on this date and see how can I support this person? How can I lift him up? Because if we aren't grateful for what we already have, why would the universe give us more? It's the same thing, relationships or with money. You're like, yeah, I got $2 of a refund of something, but I really wanted $20,000. And it's like, okay, that's great. But if you're not grateful for what you already have, why would the universe give you more? And I think that's another really important thing to remember is our gratitude. Cause here we are taking it for granted, not liking what we're getting in return. And then we're like, well, this manifestation doesn't work. Ha 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 ha. Like, no, (laughs) that's not what it is. (laughs) Manifestation is something that is very subjective, but what it always comes down to, I feel like is gratitude. You know, even if it's 
gratitude for the smallest things. I know today, like in my gratitude journal, I wrote down, I am so thankful for the internet. I mean, it's something that we really take for granted, but because of, you know, this, the circumstances that I'm in today, it's like, I am just grateful for the internet, right? Because I have the ability to talk to you. My kids have the ability to go to school online. We just take so many things for granted. And it's not even like being grateful for the things that are coming into our lives, because sometimes we don't see all the gifts that are coming in. It's like, be grateful for what we already have like the water I'm drinking. It's so simple. Bless the water every single time you take a sip because there's so much of this world that doesn't even have clean drinking water. Mm -hmm. And the idea of what you said, the thoughts, feelings, and actions have to be aligned. I bring this up a lot with my clients too in the sense of you know, we have dreams and desires, yet sometimes our actions and behaviors and habits don't support those dreams and desires. So how do we align those actions or the habits with the thoughts and the feelings? Because I can be guilty of this too. And it's probably why I don't fully embrace my manifestation powers at times. Yeah. So excellent question. And for me, the biggest solution has been mentorship of hiring a coach, hiring a mentor, like actually one-on-one who can see from the outside perspective of, because sometimes we feel I'm stuck. I'm doing everything that I can and I can't figure it out. So that's where mentorship is really important. Um, So there's that. Also, maybe you can ask a friend from the outside in say, or your partner, right? <laughs> I asked my husband, I'm reading this book right now, Atomic Habits. And I was like, honey, what do, what atomic habits do you think that I have? And he's like, this is a trick question. I please like, I'm, I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> and I was like, no, really, you know, like, I want to know what do you see on the outside that I can shift? So those are really valuable ways to kind of do the research. So you can maybe see things differently. Um, but then thoughts, feelings, actions, energy, ask yourself for thoughts, what thoughts, Well, what are my goals overall? Write down your goals. What thoughts will I need to think in order to achieve this goal, right? So if your goal is to speak on stage in front of like a thousand people, then a thought would be, I can do this. It is possible. People love to hear my message. But if the thought in your head is that is terrifying and so scary, I don't think I'll ever be able to do it. Then clearly your thoughts are not in alignment, right? (laughs) So what thoughts are needed in order for you to align with your goal? This goes for, again, for fitness, for motherhood, for health, for business, for scaling, whatever it is, a relationship, Um, what feelings are needed, right? What feelings are needed? A feeling is like a belief in yourself and that knowing that you can do it, knowing that you have support. So there's no way to fail, right? So that's a personal question for every person. What feeling is needed in order for you to achieve this goal? Um, And then of course, what action steps are taking? This is another valuable tip with entrepreneurs, especially like I need a mentor because I need to know what the next step is. That way we're not getting like overwhelmed and paralyzed by everything we could do. And then your energy. So energy is incredibly important because what you put out there, you attract and you can tell, for example, if somebody's walking by and they're hunched over and they are kind of looking at the ground, their energy is sending us a message right? And it's sending the universe a message too, like Eeyore, right? And not everybody is Eeyore in that example, but 
hypothetically, you can tell Eeyore when he puts like the, it's always me, this always happens. He's going to attract more of that into his space, right? Versus, um, I've never been a huge Winnie the Pooh fan, but I love these characters, like a Tigger, you know? And he's like bouncing and he's happy and he's like always seeing new opportunities, you know? (laughs) And so which side are you? Like, what is your energy that you are exuding? And that is really important. It also goes back to, this is the work that I do. And again, what I specialize in is, the top blocks that I find that really can be like a wet towel on our energy and make us feel down, depressed, anxiety, like not wanting to leave the house kind of experiences. The top things I have found, um, because energy work is part of my background, is suppressed emotions. So that's a big one. Suppressed emotions when, especially as women, we are taught, we are shushed, you know, you're, you're dancing and you're free. And someone's like, you're too much. You're too loud. And what happens? Our big energy goes suppressed emotions that we were not allowed or able to express. We want to share how we're feeling. And then we are said we are overdramatic. It zips right back in, right? Another suppressed emotion. There's so many examples with women and especially with the energy work. Sometimes I see a lot in their throat Any dis-ease in the body is going to manifest physically. That's why women tend to have a lot of uh, thyroid issues because that suppressed energy will manifest in that area within your thyroid. So suppressed energies are going to affect your energy or suppressed emotions. Um, and then trapped energies, trapped energies is another really big one because that's other people's energy in your space. So if you feel someone judging you and maybe you're trying to be confident, but you felt her judge you or him, whatever. And then like later you get in your car and you still feel it there. Maybe you get in the shower and you're still thinking about it. That person's energy is in your face, in your space and your face, (laughs) but it's like dampening your energy and it's dampening your vibrational potential, right? So other people's trapped energy in your space and then limiting beliefs. And those are our conscious and subconscious thoughts that become a loop. We have a neural pathway of an old belief system, usually from childhood or adult-based experiences. And so when we navigate those three, suppressed emotions, limiting beliefs, and um, trapped energies, it helps us elevate our energy. So it gets to be in alignment with where we want to go. That is so tactical and practical and logical for me to even apply in my own life in the sense of those trapped energies. I never thought about it that way. Like if someone said something to me or judged judge me in a way, and I think that as being an online entrepreneur, like we all are subject to a lot of judgment. That's something maybe uh, we can touch upon, but a lot of outside judgment, but it's the ones that kind of stick with us for maybe more than, you know, a split second, the ones that stick with us for the day or the hour. That's something that we need to release energetically because it's the thought that keeps repeating on the habit loop. And then um, that's really food for thought for me. And how do you deal personally, just getting a little personal in the sense of when people judge you, because I know that we're all subject to judgment, not just in reality and real life, but especially in the online space. How do you deal with that judgment personally? Yes, great question. And I feel like I could do an entire course on this because it is a muscle that you build, right? It's going to be really uncomfortable the first time. 
and you might not know what to do. Just like if you go to the gym, for example, and you're like, wait, how do I hold my arm and keep my elbow close to me? Um, but the more you do it, the better you get. And a great way to get really good at navigating judgment is to be an online influencer <laughs> because there are a lot of eyes on you. And if you don't have haters, you're probably not doing it right. Um, and that's why I've gotten really good at moving through those emotions. Um, but it kind of goes back to that thought of, is that thought coming from love or fear? So if someone throws shade at me, what is my response? Because we have a choice to react or to respond, right? So what is my response? Am I going to want to throw shade back and be like, well, she's just jealous because she doesn't know what she's talking about or whatever. I can do that, but that's not really in alignment. How can I see this through eyes of love? And so a phrase that I like have, it's a paraphrase like from Rumi, but kind of my own flavor is the light in you is all I see and I will meet you there. And that is like my mantra for life. The light in you is all I see and I'm going to meet you there. Because if anyone is throwing you judgment, I can see this big cloud of stinky energy and let it get on me. Or I can say, I'm going to go straight to your soul and say the light in you is all I see and I'm going to meet you there. And I see their inner child and I see a little child who is sometimes throwing a tantrum or who is sad who's sad, I might have something that they don't know that they can have for themselves yet. And so I bring up as a mirror within them, that jealousy. I don't see them as an adult. I see them as an inner child who hasn't learned how to navigate that. So going straight to the soul and straight to the love. And then what I'm doing is I'm sending them love right back because it's okay. If they don't like me, it's okay. If they judge me, it really it doesn't have to be any of my business. They always say like, it's not my business. It doesn't pay my bills. But for me, I take it a little bit deeper. Like obviously this person needs more love. Yeah, They do. And I don't mean that in an ego way of like, oh, well, it sounds like your life sucks. So I'm going to give you a little bit more love. It's not that it's like that inner child needs that support. And so yeah, the light in you is all I see. So that's really how I navigate it is I just kind of shrink everybody down to that smaller inner child. And I treat it as if I would a child, right? If, if a kid is like, you've got a big butt, you don't turn around and be like, well, you got a bigger butt and look at your buck tooth. You don't say that, right? So it makes it a little bit easier <laughs> to navigate. Oh, it's so funny. The things that come up in these interviews, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the, it helps even it out. And then just realize that's their journey. And when someone triggers me, that's something else, right? I'm not perfect. So if someone triggers me, what I see is what is it that I need to heal? Thank you for this emotion coming up because now I, I need to see what I need to look at. You know, what is it that it triggered within me? How can I heal it? How can I let it go? So that way I can move forward and continue to look at that person through eyes of love. It's so almost simple in the sense of just Take one quote, take one saying, and then spread that to those times that we get triggered or that we're judged. And one of the biggest like tips that you've given me is ask your ask myself, does this come from fear or love? And then just spread that empathy and compassion and love to the people that are triggering us. I think Gabby Bernstein has given me a good um, motto to live by that the universe is our classroom, right? Mm -hmm. I think I forget which book that's from, but Everything that triggers us, that we feel trapped energy from other people, 
is a lesson to be learned on how we can better ourselves and even make love and compassion a habit. So speaking of Atomic Habit, I love that book. I'm actually... I've read it a few times and it's going to be my book topic for um, October's book club. What I want to get like real with you. What is one habit that you, that maybe even your husband brought up? Did he ever answer your question? What is one habit that you have a hard time breaking? Oh my gosh. This is so funny that you brought this up because I have a hilarious story about it. So one of them is I tend to work late. So I will, because I do have a daughter and I'm very dedicated to my family. So like, I don't have my phone out and around when I'm not office hours. So my daughter goes to bed. Sometimes I'll not go to sleep until 2 AM, but then I have to take her to school the next day. And then I end up getting sick because I'm sleep deprived. And so that was like becoming a bad habit. (laughs) Um, So my new habit, I'm like, how can I correct this? And I was like, I'm going to wake up earlier. So my neighbor, I was like, it was really smoky outside. And I was like, whether there's smoke outside or not, I need us to set the intention that we're going to wake up at 630 and go for a walk. I'm going to meet you on your doorstep at 630. So she was like helping me wake up early. So that was the habit I wanted to break is like depriving myself of a valuable resource like sleep in order to maintain and run my business. Instead, what I'm going to do is go to bed earlier earlier and then wake up earlier. So that way I have more time to do my self-care, to do my practice and feel like I'm running my day instead of my day running me. So that's what I wanted to break. So here's the funny thing. The past two weeks, I've been waking up earlier and earlier. So my goal is at least 630 because I still go to bed a little bit late. So I get up, I get ready. I take my daughter to school. And as I'm there, I was like, what time does school start, honey? <laughs> because I woke up earlier. I drove her to school an hour earlier. And she's like, she goes, mommy, why are we driving back home? And I was like, well, it's 7.50 a.m. And school doesn't start till nine. But because I was like, woke up earlier, I wasn't used to having that much time and I just wasn't paying attention. So, you know, it goes both ways. Um, but to give you guys some tips is to wake up earlier. And for me to, I don't want to just be tired and exhausted and not do anything for those valuable hours. And so I have my list. It's actually right here. Cause one of the first things I do is make some tea, which I always have with me. And, um, I have my list, my morning list right um, here. If you guys can see it in the video and it says exactly what I need to do. So I don't even have to think in the morning. So my tea and my bone broth, my gratitude and my vision journal doing, moving my body for 20 to 30 minutes. Um, and I have it here. What am I going to do? I'm going to dance. I'm going to do bar because I love doing like online bar classes, yoga, do my celery juice, my protein shake, and then a morning affirmation. And I have the affirmation below. So a habit I wanted to break was again, having my day run me and sacrificing my valuable sleep. And so now I've made it bulletproof. I had an accountability partner to wake me up (laughs) and I have a list of things in order of like, what am I going to do? Cause if I do those things, I know I'm going to feel so good for the rest of the day. And then I have my morning affirmation. So um, and I'll read that to you guys if you're interested. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, I, I'm always switching up affirmations, but one of the things, especially trying to wake up earlier, I really need this one. I am energized and my body is rested and my mind is clear. The universe supports my desires today. I am energized. My mind is clear. I am inspired. And just kind of like repeating that over and over again, um, because that's what I wanted to feel, right? Rested clear, excited to start the day. Um, so 
that would be like the habit that I broke and it's changed everything. And even Kara, you mentioned, you're like, you've been glowing the past few times I've seen you. And I'm like, yeah, cause I feel proud of myself that I didn't roll out of bed, but I started my day with intention. Like, heck yes. <laughs> setting that intention and building the habit. I notice a huge difference in my own life when I do my morning routine um, mine is first thing I wake up, I, I do yoga and stretching and I, um, incorporate affirmations and manifestations while I'm doing that net time, right? Who doesn't like that? Um, I journal every day, which even just journaling, like increases my vibrational state with stating positive affirmations, gratitude, asking those lofty questions. I drink lemon water, Um, It used to be celery juice, but even just, I mean, you do it all, but even if you just, you know, drink a glass of water because water is so powerful and to be aware of that first thought when you first wake up, because I used to be someone that worked super late at night. Um, Well, this is before I became an entrepreneur. I was a night owl for like 20 years. I worked crazy hours, night hours. And so I was never a morning person. So then when I shifted to not having a job at night, I still was telling myself, like, I'm not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. Well, it shifted when I decided one day after reading Miracle Morning that I am a morning person and then started becoming aware. What is that first thought when I wake up? A lot of the time when I first started doing this, it was I didn't get enough sleep. (laughs) If that's your first thought, that thought is actually going to drive your day, right? So even if you feel like you didn't get enough sleep, just tell yourself, I am well rested, similar to what your affirmation is, right? Just tell yourself, I am well rested. And it's it's going to trick you and it's going to increase the, the vibration and the energy. It's so simple, yet it can feel so hard. We get to decide, with the power of the language. I love that so much. And a huge part of my like philosophy of my coaching is taking radical responsibility for your choices and for your thoughts. Because what I see with women a lot is, and men, but I do primarily work with women is that we delegate our power a lot. And it's like, I can't, I don't know enough. Uh, It's really interesting. And there's some things that are appropriate to delegate, right? Like If you have a big wound, you know, you can delegate that to a doctor. That's great. But if you know something in your body and you're like, something's not right. And the doctor's saying, oh, you're fine. You're fine. Don't delegate that power. If you know, right. Like let's dig in and identify our intuition with all due respect to all, all people in the medical field, you know, but that's just an example of how as women, we delegate our power and our thoughts where we're like, that that was like brilliant. What you said, where you woke up and you're like, I didn't get enough sleep. And you're like, you're right you should go back to bed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like you got to take radical responsibility for your thoughts. And we have, we are the ones who are letting it get in the way, you know, and if we don't recognize that and take responsibility for it, we kind of live in this victimhood and then we're not going to like where we're at. Yeah. We can't manifest from the idea of not enough. And that is the most common human feeling is that we feel not enough, but we must feel enough. And that's a perfect example of that. A lot of people wake up and they say, I didn't get enough sleep. So that is the foundation that you're studying your thoughts, your actions, your feelings, and we can't manifest from that space. So 
we have to feel enough from the minute that we wake up. And that's the most important is the first thought when you wake up and the first thought um, before you go to bed, because that's where we're in, in the transition between subconscious and consciousness. And manifestation happens from what? Does it happen from a conscious state or does it happen from a subconscious state? I'm not quite sure. What, what it's definitely what we actually manifest from is our subconscious state. Cause that is, um, you know, just like we don't have to think to breathe. We're always doing it just like the subconscious mind. It's always happening. It's always projecting it out there. Um, but conscious is really, so a good way to think about this is like a ship, right? So you have the captain of the ship, which is the conscious mind. And then you have the people down below deck who they can't even see out. Like the only way that, and that's the subconscious, right? They only know what the captain says. If the captain, and I'm not an expert in any ship vocabulary, goes down to the, if he says people do X, Y, Z, they have to do it. They don't know. They can't see above it. So whatever we are driven by our conscious mind, because that is the captain. So we have to take responsibility, right? But the subconscious mind is the one that's always doing the work. And another thing, going back to taking radical responsibility is if our thought and we wake up is, oh man, I'm not getting enough sleep. The next follow-up question would be, what can I do next time? How can I choose again? So I do get enough sleep next or tomorrow, right? Uh, or yeah, today when I get to set my alarm and maybe you set it. So you get a full eight hours of sleep. So again, taking responsibility and how can we make a better choice next time? So you continue to set yourself up for success incrementally. I don't know who said this, but it's brilliant that if we set the intention to improve ourselves at least 1% each day, then by the end of the year, we're going to be 365% more awesome than we are today. And it really, really digs into our daily choices and decisions and taking that responsibility and tying that back in with manifestation. It's the exact same thing. We have to take radical responsibility for our thoughts, feelings, actions, and our energy, because it really is up to you. Wow. Bam. Mic drop, right? Because I feel like even if what stood out and what you just said was that choose again, ask yourself, how would I do better next time? Because we really have to also give ourselves that compassion and that same love and appreciation that we're not going to get it right all the time. We're going to wake up and feel like crap sometimes, right? Because Life is crazy. We can't be 100% every single day, but we can spread compassion on ourselves when we're not feeling 100%. And even if we give 1% every single day, over 365 days, we'll be in a different space. And I think you're a perfect example of that. Um, I know like my life has shifted a lot in the past year before I was not a podcaster, <laughs> you know, you were not an author last year. And let's talk about that because that was a huge accomplishment. I know you uh, accomplished, you created this year was that you became an author and a best-selling author, right? And I want to share your book with the audience. So how did this come about? Because I know that you had somewhat control over creating your life over the past 365 days. Tell me about the book so we can share that. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, a funny little backstory, like I, I manifest very quickly and that's why I am a manifestation coach and teacher and mentor. Um, because you know, we clear out all of those blocks. Well, there is a book project that I had the intention of being in earlier this year and it didn't work out. And I was like, huh, well, that was like my opportunity to be an author and it didn't really work out. And so I set my intention. I was like, okay, universe, go out there and rally up whatever the next opportunity was. And two weeks later, boom, I got a message. Um, and I was invited to be a part of this collaboration for a book, which is so aligned with me. It is called She is Magic. Um, and it's a collaboration with myself and 15 other amazing female authors from around the world. And um, it's so beautiful. You guys, if you wanted to purchase this book, by the way, all proceeds go to St. Jude Children's Hospital. Um, but yeah, and it's She is Magic. That is the most it couldn't be more aligned with, you know, who I am and what I do. And so in this story, I share specifically my journey with, um, you know, becoming a single mom and being on WIC and the insecurity and the shame that I felt. Not that if anyone was on WIC, they need to be embarrassed or ashamed, but my journey of having this very lucrative blossoming career and then that evolving into or spiraling <laughs> into this place where I was a single mom and I had places to stay, but I didn't have a place to live with an infant. And then anyways, how did I climb out of that hole? How did I go from where I was being completely broke in debt, postpartum depression to where I am now having my dream husband, my dream home. We just bought our dream home, my dream puppy that I've always wanted. We're getting in April and then hitting the highest income month I have ever set for myself. I have already hit this year, which is incredible. So in this book and becoming a best-selling author and becoming an inspirational speaker, all of those things, I share the tools and the tips that I used to go from where I was to um, where I am today. What a radical shift in the past. I mean, your daughter is five years old and you truly are magical. So I love that this book is called She is Magic 2, right? Yes. And your, your Facebook, your private Facebook group is called Mediocre to Magical. And mm -hmm. so I see all the alignment and I am guilty of being a quick manifester too. But the only times that I'm quickly at manifesting is when my energy is aligned and that when my well-being is optimized, when I am at peace and present, that's really where I quickly manifest because we can't really do it any other way. Right. And another really important thing, and I want to write this down as a note too, because sometimes I do forget this surrender is one of the most important pieces, because if we, we white knuckle, what it is that we think we want, right. And like, it has to show up at this date by this time and look just like this. We're proud. We may potentially be very disappointed because the universe works in amazing, brilliant, beautiful ways beyond what we truly can imagine. And many of the things that I have manifested show up and showed up this or something better. So it's what I wanted or something better, but surrender to knowing whatever it is that you call in, it might look a little bit different. Um, and also on that point, and I share this in the book too, my like launch pad it happened with this like falling to the ground on my knees, sobbing in my steering wheel, actually in the book, talk about this in my steering wheel, feeling so broken and beat up and defeated all of the things. And my words were, 
I know that there are people who are living an abundant life. And if they can do it, I can too. The wait is over. My time is now. And I'm unavailable to ever feel this broken again. And that moment was a beautiful springboard where I decided I am unavailable for the excuses that are making me play small. I am unavailable for those toxic thoughts who whisper in my ear about all the mean things about me. I'm not listening to them anymore. I'm taking radical responsibility, right? For like the thoughts that we think, thoughts, feelings, actions, energy, all the things. And then I started diving into the personal growth, diving into podcasts like these, and then seeking mentorship as well. And then I share some of the tools um, that I do in this book as well. So it's possible. That's the other thing too, is belief and knowing that it is so incredibly possible for you. And it used to feel this big gap between me, right? Like the mom on wick who was super broke and like, didn't even have a place to live to, um, and I have like on wick. Those are for women who cannot technically afford nutrition for their children. I was, this was my life, right? I felt a gap between that person and the Gabby Bernstein or that entrepreneur who is making 20 K in a day. And I thought, good for her. Lucky her. God has favored the golden one. And then I realized, no, we are all humans. We all breathe the same oxygen. We walk upon the same earth. And so there's nothing different between me and her except for the drive, the determination, and the skill set. So I set out to learn those tools, those skills. And then I a decided heart and committed action every single day to learning and implementing and started from the bottom. Now we're here. (laughs) You are a perfect example of transformation, magic, and manifestation manifestation and so much more where can we grab the book is it available on amazon yes it is available on amazon and it's the it's all of the books are amazing but this is she is magic too oh she is magic too i'll leave the link to purchase the book to join your facebook group and you have a free manifestation mini course which everyone needs so please uh click the link in the show notes here And thank you for being with us and sharing your magic. Yes, of course. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you for listening and investing your time with me because I believe we are all here to learn, grow, and evolve effortlessly into the future. If you enjoyed what was shared today, I encourage you to subscribe, rate, review, and share because together, we can do so much more. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Carrie Faith on Purpose to find out more opportunities to uncover your deepest why.